This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. On the grains. For two weeks, Chicago Board of Trade markets did not respond to bullish export news released Thursdays. USDA reported weekly corn export sales of 1.85 million metric ton, followed by another 1.7 million metric ton sold to China, and 213,000 metric ton sold to unknown in their daily reporting. Then on Friday, another 2.1 million metric ton was sold to China. That fits our bill forecasting that USDA is still too low on its 17.5 million metric ton estimate of what we will sell to China. Great news, right? It was enough to send corn prices 15 cents higher before the closing near flat on Thursday. Now on Friday, it looks like we're getting most of that 15 cents back. We would note that exports to China were done despite $5 corn. Price has not stopped export sales. China bought 200 million gallons of ethanol and is likely to buy more. Livestock producers as of yet have shown no signs of slowing the supply chains producing meat to avoid the feed bill. Meat demand is likely to improve this spring and summer. As to soybeans, the export news was not as friendly, and that market led to disappointment on Thursday, but is recovering as well on Friday. Just 466,000 metric tons of old crop soybeans were sold, but new crop was more impressive at 1.56 million metric ton. They are much cheaper. And users got a bargain on new crop. It will get harder to sell old crop U.S. soybeans, given that we have so few left in bins to part with. I was watching RFD TV Thursday, and some commodity guru let the word slip out of his mouth that he expected soybeans to rise to $16. So do I, but we're not supposed to tell anyone because it'll spook the market. Every time someone makes a stellar prediction, it always seems to generate a sell-off. The easy money in these markets is done. It'll be two-way trade with corrections to clean out weak longs. If soybeans go to $16 or $20, they will not take everyone along. Farmers have already been cleaned out of most of their physical inventory and left behind, so it's a game now for hedge funds. I have said things like, I don't know how high that soybeans can go, because first of all, I don't. But also because there's potential for just about anything, as the fundamentals are set for just about anything, including new all-time price highs. If the La Nina stays in the spring, we'll be dealing with some potential for some record prices. We've never had this much global demand before with so much fund interest. Soybeans could become the new game stop. If they put money into commodities like they have stocks, it would be a mistake to underestimate the potential. The shorts would do well to remember that. The 90-day SOI is 14.3. The daily contributor was 21.11. And the 30-day is 17.56. So they are still contributing to the strong 90-day SOI. Dr. Elwin Taylor has set the benchmark for La Nina using the 90-day at positive 7. When I hear that the La Nina is fading, I have no idea how they're claiming that. Crop insurance guaranteed prices get set in February. The highest spring-based prices for corn for the past decade were set at 601 in 2011, 568 in 2012, and 565 in 2013. Spot futures are now up and challenging that general price territory, which is why I recommended selling a third of stored bushels this week. The harvest price for corn was higher than the spring base price in three years of the last ten. 
The last decade highs for soybean crop insurance guaranteed prices were 1349 in 2011, 1255 in 2012, and 1287 in 2013. Of those three years, only in 2012 was the harvest price higher. I would note that soybean prices stayed up for three years, so it can take time for world producers to satisfy demand. That tells me that new crop is still too cheap. Russia has failed to bring down domestic grain prices with the tax policy that it has been attempting to implement against exports. Russian exporters want the best price and are in no mood to let domestic end users take their wheat below the world market. In the U.S., the Plains wheat states still have a drought, as does spring wheat country. I think that the Dakotas will have a hard time living up to all the expectations being put on them to add spring wheat, corn, and soybean acres if the La Nina extends through spring. My next sales targets are 575 for March corn and 1430 for March soybeans. Patience. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.